Let's go. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Plug. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get into the political chop, man. We ain't did we ain't did one of these in a little bit. Um, and, and actually the, the political chop that we're gonna do today is gonna really get into why. I mean, we really ain't had one. Um this is this is gonna be a uh it's gonna be it's gonna be I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without sounding like a jackass. Because <laughs> initially I'm thinking of it, it's like it's like Donald Trump brought something. Mm. He brought something. He did. Um, he something. brought conversation, right? A, a lot. A lot of times, where I was going back and forth for people, uh, specifically black people, about Donald Trump. One thing that uh, that always came up was that the the good thing that he did while he was beneficial was because he had people talking about him, and not just talking about him, but mm-hmm. the implications of race, privilege, the way that those things play out in government. You know what I mean? What they, uh, 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 how they, how they function when they normalize all of that type of shit, right? Like, but like we, everybody, everybody was on it. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had analysis. Everybody had commentary. Everybody, everybody was a political scientist. Right. <laughs> My question to y'all is what happened to him? What happened to all of the pundits? What happened to all the commentators? Mm-hmm. What happened to everybody that uh, that knew Joe? Bi- what happened to everybody that did all their research on Joe Biden's crime bill, on Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, super predator comments? Yeah, you know what I mean, what what happened to everybody's con- political conversation now that Trump is gone? I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a yeah. I don't know if y'all familiar with volleyball, but this is about to be a bump set and a spike, right? Uh, uh, uh um, Damo just bumped it. I'm about to set it so that consciously can spike it because Lee called this shit when he was making videos and when he developed the character, uh, the the conscious conservative. A huge part of that was calling out the people whose only political um, social media presence was based on their whole platforms, whole followership was based on them having something to say about Donald Trump or having something to antagonize people with their politics. And he called that shit. So that, that's that's my that's my set. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send it over to Lee to answer the question that Dominique asked what happened because Lee was on people's asses and what happened, George? happened. George, what happened? You muted, bro. You muted. You, you some hey, we know yeah. that democracy or democracy is something that is so embedded into the way politics work in America. You feel me? And before anybody in the comment section you on that bullshit, I'm not saying that America is not a republic. I'm saying that whatever you want to call America, whether you want to call it a republic or not, it is structured mm-hmm. by democratic ideas. But we all know, you feel me, is that it was a lot of people that voted for Biden, you feel me, that didn't give a damn about Latino welfare, didn't give a damn about Muslim welfare. But when Donald yeah. Trump went in the office, all of a sudden, that's what became an issue. All of a sudden, that's what people started worrying about. So what happened? The hypocrisy of democracy happened, and the nice, cute face came back that we wanted to have. And, and as a result, nobody's really engaged in the policymaking process. You feel me? Because, hey, Biden is back. Liberalism is restored. I mean, but the truth can also be said, as we even talk, I mean, it, this is actually true across the board. It applies for all political pundits, because we've had our criticisms of people like... Kanye, who was running for whole ass president at one point, like 
bruh, Donald Trump is out there on the campaign trail. You don't care no more. You don't want to run. You don't want to be for like, I mean, I guess you are able to change your political desires. But what happened to everything you had to say about how this country was run and this, that, and the other? Ice Cube, we on your ass too. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. popped up and popped up out of nowhere with a whole lot to say. And all of a sudden, you don't have anything to say. Lil Wayne, we know you was there for dishes and giggles. For yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? Damn, I know you. And, all you got to talk about is, is Juneteenth. That's it. Come on. <laughs> when it. But when it comes to Wayne, though, when it comes to Wayne, it's like, hey, my man, would you support Donald Trump to stay out of jail? <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard question to ask. If you had to publicly endorse Donald Trump to not go to jail, would you do it? I think I would. I think I would. <laughs> I mean, out of yeah. out of all of the people that backed those and supported Donald Trump, that we was like, bro, what? That are one you makes the doing? most sense. That makes the was I it still? Hey, listen, I would give Wayne the, the benefit of the doubt if it was just that. But when you couple all the other bullshit, he was since I never forget that Dateline interview where he asked, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Asked him, <laughs> yeah. Think Black Lives Matter. He said, "Well, my host lives. Well, I, I, my life, yeah, my host, my kids lives yeah. matter." What he said, what he said, says some shit like, uh, in my 34 years of living, I thought racism didn't exist no more. Well, Skip Bayless asking, so, so Wayne, you, you mean to tell me when you go to Connecticut and you're performing in front of all these white people, you told me you don't see many black faces? What does that mean to you, Lil Wayne? I thought that mean that racism doesn't exist no more. What my nigga, uh, Shannon Shrub looked at Wayne like, Wayne, what is you? So, you know, you know what I mean? I know this ain't about Wayne, but I think that this <laughs> yeah. of Donald Trump, coupled with all the other shit he did before that, it was like, hey, Wayne, I grew up listening to you, bro, but you on that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was he was on the bullshit with that. But in terms of, I mean, because it was a lot of people that had, like, everybody, I mean, even the people that was criticizing to, to not even, like, be overly focused on the people who got caught up with the personal conversations and endorsements, but the people who responded to people who supported Donald Trump, right? Like people who got like the ice cube situation. You got to look at that from another perspective now, because all of these people that care so much that ice cube was talking to Republicans, like they don't give a fuck no more. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't hear that. Like you don't hear that conversation. I mean, so I think a, a part of the reason why I want to have, uh, like you know, have this discussion was because, I mean, as I'm, I'm still you know taking in information and I'm still listening. But in terms of the conversations that's being had about what's taking place, there are a lot of things that haven't changed in this country. It's a lot of there. Like for example, there are still kids in cages, which yeah. is a huge I mean, talking point. Do, I, 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 and now, I'm not. I'm not. Now I'm not saying these things to be like. Let's beat up on, yeah. You know I mean, but let's look at let's look at it in perspective. A lot of the shit that that Trump initiated, that niggas was mad about, is still taking place. Now that causes us to re reevaluate, which I'll get to more. So I still want to focus on this question of what happened to them voices, mm-hmm. but it causes you to reevaluate what, like, why those criticisms took place, right? And what was the extent of it? You feel me? But in terms of where those voices, where, like where those voices went, mm-hmm. how, how would y'all explain the disappearance though? Because I don't want to, I mean, because I, I want to be, I don't want to just sound like I'm being overly rude and fucked up. Just like, ah, oh, did nobody give a fuck? Because I can come off like that. So I want to you, you, you got the, you got the vernacular. You know what I'm saying? You got the flow. So the reason, how, would, how would you explain why that shit took, why, like, you know, why that shit disappeared? I'm not even gonna hold you. Amongst a lot of possibilities, you know, I feel like we we made we made we. 
I feel like liberals and Democrats made conservatives eat their words in terms of exploring what was possible and kind of just seeing that they really didn't have the momentum that they thought they did, that they didn't have the clamp on the country that they thought they did. January 6th got them excited. Well, no, I can't even say because that happened before. That happened after the election. But I think I, I, two things. One, I think they got sh- shushed. They got hushed. They lost. Right. And some of them are willing to just say a loss is a loss of L is a L. And there weren't enough people trying to fight the results of the election to just to, they, they, they lost. The second part of it, though, that I'm more concerned about is they could. I think they own some insidious. We lo- we lost the battle, but we're going to win the war type shit. I already told y'all before in a different political chop and other conversations that 2022 is about to be wild. And so I think a lot of people, you know what you take when you get your ass beat good enough, but you ain't tired yet. And you like, OK. I got you. You take your L and you walk away. You go lick your wounds. You go heal. You go recalibrate. And Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I've, I've said it a couple minutes ago, has not. You spin the block, goddamn. And you know what I'm saying? He's not, <laughs> not being politically active. January 6th, people are still upset about that. There are people still wanting to plan other stuff. People are mad about this liberal coming in and doing all this and doing all that. And people are pissed off that the, per- the person who won is doing the same stuff Donald Trump was already doing. They feel like it should have just been a continuation. So when Lee say spin the block, I'm concerned about the splendid block. I don't think they're quiet as we think they are. I think it's some planning, it's some conspiring, it's some piecing together, and I think it's about to be uh, uh, Trumpism is real. But now, before we get to George, I mean, you ain't got to go too far. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, that's definitely a concern. Uh, you know, because whiteness ain't went nowhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, but that's that's from the conservative standpoint. But a lot of liberals, from the standpoint of what happened in 2016. That were like, you know, we need real progressives, right? Hillary Clinton wasn't that. We need real liberals. Hillary Clinton ain't that. Joe Biden ain't that either. You know I mean, Joe Biden is nowhere near the real progress. I mean, him and Hillary Clinton, they, if, if anything, they're the same politically. They're the same. They're twins. You know what I'm saying they, they are cookie cutter establishment Democrats, without a doubt. So what happened to the voices that that uh, didn't come out? In, uh, in 2016, and the voices that flat out was like, uh, in in uh, in in what 2020, that was like, Joe Biden is, uh, X Y Z, right? He's the he's he's the uh, what what did they call him? The um, the the crime bill, uh, 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 uh Strom Thurmond what was it? Strom Thurmond was his partner. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. where are where are the, like where are those conversations? Uh, <laughs> it beats me. They they elude me. And what Kevin has said is it's just algorithms. It's not necessarily, it might just be us in our own echo chambers not really hearing these conversations because he's saying that they're not quiet. You know, that there could be different, you know, platforms and different you know, vantage points that we're not seeing that it's not allowing for us to, 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 to have register a lot of these voices. So it's not that they're any quieter, it's that things have changed. Shout out to Noel too, real quick. Definitely showing love to the show, uh, investing in what we got going on. We definitely are using this uh, contributions like these to round out the chop up experience to do things like make sure StreamYard is up and popping for y'all that we can make sure we are doing what we need to do and being where we at. So thank you so much uh, to Noel for investing in us and what we got going on. That's definitely big love, big big love to Noel. Um, now, I ju- now, George, my question for you is slightly different, bro. Did Donald Trump? do us a favor did his presence 
actually yeah. do more to spark conversation. And, and, and let me say this, in contrast to somebody like Joe Biden, who from the standpoint of that, like the, the argument that I'm making now has more so, uh, or as Pinky Promise said in the chat, the political pacifier, right? Did Joe Biden do us or did, did Donald Trump do us more of a favor than Joe Biden in terms of keeping people aware, awake and talking about shit? Definitely, man. I, I always thought that Donald Trump's presidency had the silver lining of making people be more engaged with the policymaking process and politics in general. I think that before Donald Trump, it was a lot of people that I felt like used to literally turn turn their nose to the idea the 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 you thinking about politics. You look like you think about say something about politics. They weren't involved in that. You feel me? It was a whole bunch of pseudo political analysts and a whole bunch of political hot takes that I was seeing from 2014 to 2016. You feel me? So yeah. Easily. I even saw people saying that they were happy, like when he got elected. I forget whose tweet or whatever, but I, I mean, people are generally, some people's general sentiment was, I'm glad because niggas is about to wake up. If you weren't well, wake before, you're going to be jolted awake now. If you weren't used to the shenanigans that of the political system, what we call political theater and the ways that it's going to put on this menstrual show for, menstrual show for you, it's, it's about to tap dance for you now, boy. It's about to really show up. Now, but now, doesn't that create a conundrum, though? Mm. Who did you vote for, Toya? In this last election? Yeah. I voted for Joseph. Joseph Biden. Joseph. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Joe. Sleepy. Joseph you voted for Sleepy Joe. I voted for Sleepy. And it, the, the dilemma. It's not Donald Trump. Dilemma, though. I, voted, well, I voted for Joe Biden. And you know, yeah. I've never paid attention. I've never participated in a presidential election. I participated in the presidential election because of the presence of Donald Trump. So when it's off at another end point. <laughs> like, it's no, no, okay. I, I get the end point, but I need y'all to see the conundrum. Sure. Right? Joe Biden is the political pacifier. Donald Trump is the you know what I'm saying misogynist, racist, pig, all of that. Right? He actually got people talking. Joe Biden will shut people or or uh, I'm gonna say uh, shut people up, but create a, 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 a sense of complacency. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So we 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 vote for Joe Biden knowing he's going to bring that complacency and we fight against Donald Trump knowing that he's sparking the conversation and forcing people to understand and be aware of the ways in which politics is racial. Like how can we say we I mean and again I voted for Joe Biden but how can we say it makes sense to have people like Joe Biden in office that we support them, that we want them there, knowing, knowing that we will, as a people, not move with the intensity that we need to move with to go from the okay, this is normal to the next level. I mean, it sucks. And 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 one of the things I think back to specifically in the context of being kind of with your hands tied, you know, it's really like Sonya said, uh, Jim Crow Joe being the lesser of two evils. He really is. Right. And so we can't erase. That's the name I was looking for. Jim Crow Joe. (laughs) So shout out to Sonya for popping in. But that's that's facts. And we can't ignore that. And one of the things that I was the most reticent about um, is the whole we're going to hold them accountable. I knew that was a lie. Because how? Because when? In four years, when if he's still alive to run again, he's the oldest president that has ever won and won a, run and won a political election or a presidential election. So 
and on his 82nd birthday, on his 82nd go around the sun, you really gonna hold him accountable for what he did from year 78 to yeah. 82. And that's just not realistic. You know what I'm saying? So like the whole, and if we, we gonna hold him accountable. Like our accountability metrics, unless you down the ride like June 6th, our accountability metrics are elections that come around, you know, every two to four years. And by then yeah. people get foggy, they forget, they're no longer upset, they're not mm -hmm. heated. People are not, you know what I'm saying, exercising the right to protest the vote over small, minute, you know, the minutiae of politics. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's big stuff, people are not getting together to say, you said, you told me this and you did this. It's over for you. Like, nobody's yeah. in the streets doing for that. People just like, damn, they go to the system doing what they were supposed to do. And they go on about their business until the next election cycle and until they're forced to vote for the lesser of two evils. And so it's a vicious cycle that never ends. And we, I knew when we said it. As people who had to make that tough decision, wasn't nobody finna hold these niggas accountable? Cause how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, you know, I felt like I was a little optimistic. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was, uh, I was very optimistic that, uh, <laughs> that, that ain't funny. <laughs> I, I was, I, I was, I was optimistic that yo, like niggas was pissed in 2016. But hold on, hold on, hold on. You said what? You said what, Lee? Is that broke Tiger Woods or Oh my god! No, hey, no, it's broke. It's broke Tiger Woods. It's broke Tiger. Woods. Uh, but I was, I was optimistic. I felt like you know what I'm saying. Uh, niggas was mad in 2016. Mm. So really, I didn't think Joe would get the nomination. If I'm being honest, yeah, you know I mean, so when he got the nomination, I mean, who, who did for real though? I don't think, I don't think none of us <laughs> did until. Like what? I'm also showed me the 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 bullshit, empty gestures, symbolism of all them quote unquote political debates. And yeah. I feel like all three of us as debaters, like what the fuck y'all mean debate? You mean yeah. panel goddamn? But right. you know what I'm we know like grandstanding. He, like he didn't win nothing. He didn't win not nothing. nothing. Debate. Right, right. There was it was very few times. Most times people was just like, yeah, Joe Biden. He just looked slow. He just looked like he didn't. Have it there, you know. He right. fell behind on the questions. He didn't respond well. He didn't look well on camera. They were shitting on Joe Biden, only for him to be the not uh, be the nominee. So I felt like I, even though he became the nominee, right, I, it, there was going to be some sense of all right, the the whole 2016 conversation. We gonna we gonna vote you in because we know that Trump is like dangerous for real, for real. But we on your ass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be that mad, right? To, to the energy to allow Trump to then be, and that was another thing. Niggas was indignant when they let Trump get elected. I'm not about to vote for the the lesser of two evils. I'm not yeah. about to. Yeah. Niggas was indignant about that shit only to back though and get the same person that y'all would have got in 2016. Yeah. It would have just been a white woman, but they at least would have broke some type of glass ceiling. I mean, I guess Kamala did too. Shout, shout out to what she did. Um, but say what it like that you ended up in the same position you did in the first place mm. after the protest or you know, the protest votes, you know what I'm saying? After the 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 like abandoning of I mean, I ain't gonna say abandoning. That's a, that is a mainstream political narrative. Niggas did not abandon the vote. Uh but after standing in, not really fucking with that type of liberal, I think it's just uh I think it's crazy how we allowing this type of liberal to take place still. You know what I'm saying? After all of that. Now, the last part, the last question I'm going to ask, you know what I'm saying, as we get to that, before we get to the last chop, mm. is in terms of that conundrum. What is the, how do we, how do we move forward? 
in terms of in, in terms of knowing that if we get the candidate we want or we that the one that we feel is more productive will be or, or not even more productive the lesser of two evils will pacify us or the motherfucker that's just inherently dangerous will literally you know what i'm saying will actually have us fighting and working and you know what i'm saying uh invested how do we move through that conundrum um it there has to be a conscious internal conversation a discussion um and an agreement you know what i'm saying like voting blocks understandings about how things are happening promoting candidates but here's the thing and what we've always said about what you have to do to get into the upper echelons of political systems and structures in a white supremacist uh, settler colonial nation like the united states that is predicated and built on anti-blackness you by the time you get that high up in the system i don't trust you no more by the time you get that high up into some shit your interest not even it's not even a lack of distrust it is the fact that my interest can no longer be centrally your concern Right. And so in terms of like, what do we do? How do we, you know, make sure that we keep polit people politically motivated without dealing with the baggage of the BS and dealing with a bad president or a bad candidate that we need out and getting out of that, that it becomes circular in the sense that I don't know, because I'd almost rather opt out of participating than know for a fact that whoever gets up there and represents at least most of my politics will also not represent a bunch of mine. They right. either, they're going to care about militarism, imperialism. They're right. not going to care can't. about the environment. They're they not going to care about queer issues. <laughs> they they're not going to care about it. It's going to be something important that they leave off the list that should really disqualify them from having any of my support. And, and so, the first two, they can't. Yeah. It's a catch-22 for real. So I, I, it's hard to say, like, what is it going to take? Because... My, my understanding of how this system works means the higher you get to the top of it, the less you represent the needs directly of the people who most likely look like and represent me and my needs and um, are doing so with a level of truth, sincerity um, and, and true, genuine leadership that I can that I can respect. So it's hard. It's hard. It, <laughs> hey, and, uh, hey, Kevin, that's going to be the next that's going to be the next political chop. You feel me? That's going to be the next political chop. We're going to have that conversation. George. How do we move to the conundrum? What do we what how do we work through it? How do we strategize? What's your thoughts, bro? Man, the 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 uh the little colloquial that became uh popular, you feel me, last last summer, man. Keep that same energy. You feel me? And I know it's easier said, easier said than done, but yeah. right now, because right now I, I got I got my little plan around, man. I feel like I've been at like a little, little writer's block, so I got a whole bunch of ideas. But definitely 2022 midterms is coming up. Last time we talked about getting in the game too late. You know what I'm saying? So now it's 2021. What does it mean for you to go into your local area and try to not only find out what candidates out there, but going on and Bob the Builder, you know what I'm saying, the politician. <laughs> you yeah. And, 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 and really being able to stay invested into all of, like, the voter suppression, all the voter law, like, really still paying attention to what's going on as if it is full, like, as if your timeline and algorithm is still filled and it's still politically charged. Because it's all it come down to, man. It's like, do you have integrity enough to pay attention to what's going on, or does it only matter when it's in front of your face? Exactly. Because that's the, when it's not in your face is really when the most the moving and shaking is really the most of it is happening. By the time it gets to us on on the on the regular news feed or whatever, it's too late to do a uh, do anything about a lot of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't know enough. Yeah, I mean, I, and and I think what you said right there, George, at the end is is, is perfect to understand. Like how this shit has to work. I think we uh one of the crazy things that happened to me, and, and I'll close it out with this, 
is when I after Joe Biden got elected, like I went off, like all the energy, you know what I'm saying, that I had towards like being uh disgruntled with having to choose him as a candidate or having to vote for him as a candidate. I mean, I let it be known. You're you're president now, so let me tell you how I really feel. And the amount of hate that I got from black people for because I went in on Joe Biden after he was elected, after I made videos saying, yeah, we should vote for, you know what I'm saying? After I've made videos going at Donald Trump, the amount of hate that I got for going at Joe Biden, you know what I'm saying, for being a piece of shit, moderate liberal, you know what I mean, who, who actually enables a lot of the bullshit that conservatives get away with in the long run. Me calling them out for that, you know what I mean? Niggas got a lot of hate. So it's like that right now, that energy ain't being kept. Right. Right now, a lot of that rhetoric that that, that started in 2016, that bleeded that or that bled its way in, in, in into 2020, that mm-hmm. shit, that shit, a lot of that shit sounding empty right now. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. Right now, it sounds like y'all was Real caught up on y'all, y'all sound like y'all was caught up on celebrity worship trying to go at Donald Trump right now. You feel mm-hmm. me? I, they still got some time left in there. Like you said, we got midterms coming up. So mm-hmm. people still got opportunity to show that, you know, they not just they not just invested in politics and how this country operates and ran just when it's, you know what I'm saying, hip and cool. Because we're not going to act like talking shit about Donald Trump wasn't cool. Like it was that was just, that was the mainstream hip shit to do. But can niggas move beyond that? Can niggas be bigger than that? And right now, niggas ain't niggas ain't showing that. But uh, that's the political chop. That's the political chop. Political uh, chop. Uh, big O. Hello. Good evening. Nice to meet you. My name is Toya Green. It's great. P- appreciate the admiration, love, and respect in the comments, but I'm not your child. I don't do anything on command. So the whole put your hand down, um, don't look down, whatever. That's weird to me. Please, you can stop now. And also, the lick in my lips, whatever, not a thing. Like, we don't have to talk about that at all. But thank you so much for stopping by the Chop Up Show. Yeah, it's bro. Hey, 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 bro. Um, but you, this just that's just not a thing. Don't. Yeah, don't. bro. Keep it, keep it respectful with the extra shit. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Keep it respectful. But respectful appreciation the same way I respectfully appreciate New Kang era. Appreciate definitely you for popping in. Appreciate Robert Reed for dropping some comments. Definitely appreciate you tapping in. Oh, yeah. Kevin um, Diggo, Reed, New Kang I show era. love like that all day long. Show love like that all day long. But all the rest of the extra stuff, just be the homie. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah, kick man. it real quick. Yeah. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. 